Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. IPMNation.com Hey everybody, it's a uh, special online edition of Matt Connerton Unleashed and I'm here in the studio with Ernesto Lopez uh, of uh, NH Recovery. How are you, sir? Welcome. Uh, I'm good. Uh God bless all you guys. How are you guys doing out there? And uh, so you wanted to come in uh, today to talk about, uh, and you've got uh, definitely a compelling story. You know, we were talking a little bit uh, uh, before the show, uh, but, um, you know, Jenny uh, found you on Facebook, I, I believe. But uh, tell us about uh, NH Recovery, and then we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit about what you've been through in your, your story. Okay, cool. So NH Recovery is a group on Facebook that um, we reach out to addicts, addicts in recovery, and people that are seeking help or maybe even not wanting to seek help at the time um, to help them with their struggles. Like I told him before, prior to the, the show, we were talking about, like, you know, what it, what is the aim and what is the goal of the, the show? And my goal is to reach everybody out there and uh, help them out, even if, you know, like I told him, if somebody's out there homeless at, a, you know, sitting on the street and they, they can use Wi-Fi off of a, a house just to you know maybe reach out to somebody that can save their life or stop them from picking up a needle from overdosing mm-hmm. um because in new hampshire here uh i've lost so many friends going through high school you know uh it's just been really really crazy and uh me myself like you know i've been through so much i don't want anybody's family anybody's mother anybody's brother to have to go through what my family went through or what families are going through here in new hampshire yeah you know so i'm trying to reach out to everybody that is struggling or in recovery or just anybody out there that can empathize with what's going on in the community, you know? Um, and that's really what my mission is, is to try to just bring awareness because, you know, by putting somebody in jail, it might not, it's not going to stop them from getting out and overdose again. The only way we can stop it is by educating the youth and the people around us. Yeah. And that's really what I'm trying to do because you can put somebody in jail for eight months and they, the whole time they're there, they could be thinking about using and then get out and overdose and die, you know? Um, so what we really need to focus on is educating the youth, educating the adults. Even adults don't really have much education about the whole subject, you know? It really just came in and hit everybody in the community. Right, right. You know? um, so like I said, yeah, New Hampshire Recovery is, is just there for anybody out there struggling that uh, really wants to reach out and try to support the movement. It's more of a movement for mm-hmm. all of us. We're all trying to, like I said, bring awareness to the situation. Um, you know, Trump came here a little bit ago, and he was uh, 
talking about like you know Lawrence, Massachusetts, and how you know they're they're the problem, you know. Um, but nobody came here and put beds, you know, put a million dollars for beds, or nobody, right? Nobody did anything, you know. It's all they they are bringing awareness to the situation, but it's only talked about for a brief time. Yeah, you know, and, and, I, and there's actually fewer resources here than there used to be. Yeah, exactly. And then I see something they're having a meter up a meeting up in Concord, New Hampshire, about uh. You know, I guess the budget is not very good, so we might be losing beds here in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's just like stuff like that. Like before when I was growing up, kids were actually playing. They were having fun um, and enjoying, you know, life. Now kids are picking up needles and smoking Percocets and overdosing and dying. Yeah. You know, and uh, I have kids, so I'm really worried about, you know, what my kids are going to be going through. Of when, course, yeah. You know, when they get older. So that's really... uh. Really what our mission is, is just to bring awareness to the situation. I don't want to have to lose anybody else. Of course, yeah. Now, how many people have uh, joined on uh, on Facebook? Uh, I have about 270 people. This page was started about three to four weeks ago. So this is really new. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah. Is, this, this is actually really new. I was actually joined, I was on a, a bigger group, which was called Addiction Recovery, 24 Hours. And um, it really wasn't focused about like, new hampshire you know and we don't have anywhere in new hampshire like like this you know so yeah. i just thought like i would jump on board and try to get everybody because i do have friends that are you know struggling currently and uh that are going through things you know so i i just try to help out and if i can keep everybody talking and communicating and you know even like because there's there's weeks in the paper where they're like oh the cocaine's being cut with fentanyl so even if i could bring awareness to that you mm-hmm. know i might have somebody out there doing cocaine and i might just want to bring awareness to them like oh you know, there might be fentanyl. You might you might want to watch out, even if that's all I can do, because you're never going to be able to stop a drug addict from doing what they want to do. They're right. Going to, they're going to do what they want to do until they either hit rock bottom or dead or in jail. Right. Right. You know, and I and I've seen this all too well, and they really don't. There's no light here, and nobody's really bringing light to the situation. Mm-hmm. They're just they're just letting it ride out. Like you can go down to Lawrence, Massachusetts, and you can get any drugs you want. You know, like nobody's trying to stop it yeah you know no that's just what it is nobody's trying to stop it everybody's letting it happen and i don't want to let it happen so is it true what they claim what law enforcement claims about that's where uh, you know lawrence that they they always that 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 is where the drugs that are where the drugs are coming from you know yeah Um, and the law i i've been you know i've been down in lawrence before getting my drugs you know um and my dealer actually just got busted a couple of weeks ago, um, they said it was one of the biggest fentanyl rings in Massachusetts. Wow. But this guy was blatantly selling heroin on the streets to people. So it's not like they didn't know what was going on. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Had, you, they had to wait for somebody to die in order to go arrest the guy. It shouldn't have took for somebody to overdose to go arrest somebody, you know? Right. They should have stopped it when it was happening. Right. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, Lawrence is definitely a, a big problem here and for the people that live in New Hampshire. Interesting. That, okay. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, now, did you want to talk about your own uh, oh, yeah. history? and? Yeah, so I'm actually a recovering opioid user. Uh, I started off with Percocets. They were regularly available, like, everywhere when I was growing up. Um, and I moved in with my girlfriend, and her brother was actually doing Percs. So I started smoking Percocets with them. And uh, before you know it, I was you know, smoking heroin because the Percocets, you know, they started pulling them off, you know, the market and they were just yeah. became really strict about it, you know, prior people were doctor shopping, people are doctor shopping now, you know, mm-hmm. um, so 
Yeah, so they they didn't become available. Um, so people were really just starting to go down, you know, to Lawrence and use heroin. Um, and it became when I was using to the point where I was jumping around and hitting myself and really acting very weird, you know. Yeah. Um, and it was brought to my attention that I wasn't doing heroin anymore; that it was fentanyl. And I did not know, like at all, it was it was fentanyl. Um, I thought I was using heroin this whole time, you know. Yeah. Um, and the dealer, you know, didn't give anybody like, hey, yeah, I'm switching the product, which he, he doesn't have an obligation, but you know, morally, you know, somebody should maybe tell somebody something like that. You know? Right. Right. Um. So yeah, that happened. It switched to fentanyl, and I was really having like an adverse reaction to the drug. I would really get really sick, and this would really like help me really get clean too. Is I would have like this really adverse reaction to the drug where i would uh you know end up puking and getting really hot and um wow you know i i've overdosed you know a couple times and um my family like they they really tried um and the only way they knew how to keep me clean was put me in jail yeah. so and I, I ended up in jail quite a few times um but in the in in the uh just the things i was in jail but I was going to treatment when I got out because that's how they would release me. Yeah. But it wasn't any long-term treatment. It's just like, go to rehab for seven days and then, you know, um, we'll let you out, you know? And and, and that's not enough, yeah, right? That, that's, yeah. that, that is definitely not enough. I feel, in my opinion, I try to urge people to at least go to treatment for three months because this is like, your mentality is your reality. Like, if you're still stuck in the mentality of using heroin or thinking it's cool or thinking it's fun and people are trying to tell you like when I was in that stage, I couldn't even listen to anybody else. Like, yeah, that's just what I wanted to do, you know? Yeah. Um, and some people are just so like, un, it's really uneducated. I wasn't educated. Nobody was educated about this subject growing up. That's really what it comes down to is people were not educated about this whole, this whole opioid epidemic. Like there's not even educate. They're not even educating kids in high school about it now. And people are overdosing in high schools, you know? Yeah. So like, I, I don't know really what it takes you know, to lose more people or like, what, what does it take? You know? And in order for me to get clean, I had to become an, you know, a hopeless drug addict on the streets that didn't have anything, mm -hmm. um, where people, you know, they were really bashing me because I feel like when most people turn to addiction, people start like, like making them the outcast, like they're bad people. Oh yeah. There's a real stigma. Yeah. yeah. And so, so they feel like you're going to steal or you have a disease or something like that, you know? And that's really what pushes people into this dark alley and they don't they don't know what to do except return to those drugs mm -hmm. because they just feel like it's like I'm an outcast. Wherever I go, people look at me or my mom thinks she's staring at me because she thinks I'm gonna steal out of her purse, you know? Yeah. Just just stuff like that. Like you guys need to embrace the people around you. I've never my like gr growing up with my kids, I'll never give up on my kids because the way I was treated throughout this whole addiction process, you know, it yeah. it has made me the person I am today, but nobody should have to be left alone you know right and that's where my group comes into play you know like we really embrace anybody mm -hmm. anybody it doesn't matter what addiction that you have an addiction is an addiction you know right it really uh controls your mind and your soul and your energy and you know everything around you just everything you know you just put all your energy into it and uh you know that's what we do yeah, and that's, yeah. that's what i try to do because i don't want like i said i don't want nobody to die commit suicide or be depressed for any reason, you know, mm -hmm. um, and that's what we're there for. Now, what what made you decide to do that specifically? I mean, obviously, you came to a point where you felt strongly that you needed to do something to help. Why 
why do the Facebook group? Um, because I feel like everybody nowadays has a phone, so maybe yeah. more readily available to these people. Makes sense, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So everybody has a phone. I like I in the future when I have enough people to walk with me and uh speak up about the situation, I wanna do like community events like last last uh thanksgiving we hanged out you know turkeys around town yeah and uh you know platters me my daughters my girlfriend oh very nice but, yeah, yeah you know um so i i want people to come around and actually be a community i see third world countries that are going through the worst things that have more unity than we have here in america and i don't understand it you know we're all people at the end of the day yeah we should all be unified and if somebody's struggling and fighting why 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 bash them you know mm -hmm. just why Agreed. Yeah, and, and I stumbled upon the group too because, like, I have friends, like I said, that are struggling now, and yeah. I, I, and me as an addict have a lot on my chest. I'm, I, there's no beating addiction. You never beat addiction. That's something you're gonna fight till the day you die. Mm -hmm. Um, so every day is a fight for even me. I'm wow. not, I'm not better than anybody. You know, I'm, I'm an addict, and I'm working. You know, my, my steps, my steps, not the twelve steps, but my steps. Yeah, in order to stay clean. Yeah. Um, and I just, you know, I don't want, like I said, I don't want anybody to be out there and feel like they're alone mm -hmm. and they can't reach out to us on New Hampshire Recovery. And it brings everybody together. If you go on my site, it's a beautiful thing. We have all these addicts that are there together. They post in the morning. They say, I love you guys. They post at night. They post in the daytime. This is, it becomes your life when you, mm. when you change your mindset, you know, into being an addict and then to being in recovery you know it actually is a mindset change sure no so you, doubt it's, yeah. it's a lifestyle you know you have to live life like a recovering drug addict because that's that thoughts every day in your mind even some days i'm like going crazy in my own head you know sure like because like there's still that thought that i want to use but it's not worth it at the end of the day like i said i have kids yeah i have, I have all these people that are behind me on new hampshire recovery and that's another thing they every day i wake up and i dedicate my life the people that are in recovery i go out and i at least try to find somebody that that's struggling pick them up you know go bring them get something to eat talk to them you know see what they're doing you know yeah. i want to help change if nobody else is going to help change you know yeah yeah good for you yeah. no that's very positive how long have you been clean now uh i've been clean about almost two years i got clean october 12th 2016 my daughter got born september uh my september 17th 2016 a month after that yeah um i really embraced it yeah. just because like uh, just because like when I had my first daughter, I was uh, addicted to Percocets. So I didn't really go through that, that wild phase because when mm. I was, I had my second daughter, I was really like cleaning up, you know? Um, so when I was cleaning up with my second daughter, it, it was just different. I yeah. was clear headed, you know, and yeah. it was just, it was just better for me, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah. Um, and are, are there, I mean, do people post on, on the, uh, on the page, uh, do people post about resources and, um, like, so, so me, when I went for a suboxone clinic, I went to Harbor Homes. I'm not sure if anybody knows where Harbor Homes is. I've heard of it. Harbor Homes is on 45 high street in Nashville, New Hampshire. Um, they take people with no insurance now oh. um, because they're federally funded. So I actually have a doctor from there, um, that was my doctor at the time. And, uh, she, really helps me out. But my step, really what I do is if somebody's in Nashville struggling, I'll reach out to them. Mm -hmm. I'll pick them up. We'll go, because the fire station actually is a tool for somebody like me. I'll bring the person to this fire station. So you're talking about safe station. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like a safe station. Exactly. Because yeah. I feel for me, because I'm not like a counselor or like a therapist or anything like that. So I don't really like have much pull. Mm. But 
I can walk that person and talk to them from attic to attic and, you know, maybe talk to them into the safe station, help them get into the safe station. And I can be that support line when they get out to still talk to me, yeah. to join the group, you know, to, to join my recovery page, you know. And uh, people find sponsors on there all the time, you know. People talk to each other, good night, you know. people don't, Some people don't have anybody, you yeah. know, because this whole thing. And it really helps people stay in touch, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. But yeah, like I said, the safe stations, we do that. And then um, my thing is I really like to go out into the community and try to help. So, like, I go down the National Trails and, like, hand out stuff. Like, I want to see my daughter see that kind of stuff, like, mm-hmm. giving and being more supportive, you know, because there is a lot of hate in the world today, like I said. Yeah. And uh, there's nobody should want to hate anybody. We're all humans. We all make mistakes, you know. Right, right. And, uh. It just shouldn't be like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, is there anything you feel that that should be uh, done differently by whether it be by law enforcement or just you know these communities in New Hampshire or, or what? What are we missing? What what needs to change in order to really make a difference? All right. Uh, in order to really make a difference, I would say that, uh, like I said, more treatment beds. Uh, we have to educate our youth that's that's basic that's a big part of it you know people don't think that the mind has so much power but the mind holds ultimate power yeah um when you have control of your mind or like when you you have clear thinking you know it's, it's a great thing uh secondly they need to stop the drugs that are coming in from lawrence massachusetts into to new hampshire they need to be sitting at the borders and waiting for people i'm not see, i'm not sure if they can like i don't know how that could be productive but maybe that could help for people that are driving you know, under the influence. Yeah. Um, and like all these bordering towns like Salem and Wyndham and all this stuff, these are, you know, big routes that drug addicts take back and forth. So even yeah. just try, I'm not saying arrest them because arresting them, it will get them clean for the moment. Yes, that is right. But educate them after you arrest them. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying stop arresting them, arrest them all you want, but educate them after you arrest them. Yeah. You know, um, education would be good long, not short term recovery that, that, for me that I don't feel like that works. Um, yeah. long-term recovery, you know, they should build like they build jails. They should build places that are mandatory rehab that they'll put somebody in for, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to stay here for six months or for a year, you know? Yeah. Um, and like I said, they need to team, team up with Massachusetts. Really. That's just really what they need to do is try to work something out. Not, let's not play the blame game. Um, and you know, we need to come together as two communities and figure out the problem. And like I said, the high schools need to educate their youths because you don't want to put the, the, the thought in their mind, but you don't want somebody negative to put that thought in their mind and make them want to do it. Right. So you, you might want to educate them and let them know, you know, like you could die. I'm sure they know, you know, they can walk down the street and there's needles on the ground. Yeah. You know, I'm sure they know what's, what's going on. Um, but yeah, that's what I would say. Like educate more treatment beds and, uh, more policing of the Massachusetts communities. Um, because, like I said, our community here in New Hampshire is actually really beautiful. Um, but we are undereducated about what opiates could do to the community. And, and it's actually wreaked a havoc on the community. Yeah. Like I said, I've lost so many friends. Yeah. Do you do you have anybody, by the way, from, from outside of New Hampshire who joins the group? Oh, uh, yeah. I actually have people from, like, Washington, D.C., wow. California, um, Oregon. People from everywhere join the group, like I said. People from everywhere. Like, yeah. I have, um, I'm the admin, obviously. I have moderators yeah. that, uh, you know, they have the comments that come in and stuff like that, and they watch it. Um, but, yeah, there's so many people, like, everywhere. 
like I'll be asleep at three in the morning. There'll be somebody in Africa like posting, you know, no they, kidding. And, and, you know, that's the brilliant thing too. the internet brings us all together because people in Africa could be in a village, um, you know, and I'm not saying all places in Africa, but the people that I, you know, speak to, they're, they're in villages with, with basically nothing, no meetings, no education, but they communicate with us. Yeah. So it's great. You know, they, they really love it. They video chat with us. They ask us about America and, um, you know, I do a podcast as well, and uh, I speak to people from, like, Saudi Arabia. And uh, they tell me that there's not really big drug addiction because, like, alcohol is outlawed there. They have, like, places that, like, within the kingdom, there's no alcohol. Okay. Yeah, you know, and uh, there's not really much drug addiction, he said, because they don't they don't allow it. You're, there's very, like, you know, a lot of strict regulation there for that. You know? Yeah, so you just can't get it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah. So it bring, like I said, it brings people from all around the world together. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it is. It's yeah, great. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Um, and there's like, I even have people that, because everybody goes through their walk of addiction different ways, you know? So mm-hmm. some people, there's a drug called Kratom out there, which is a plant. Um, Been hearing a lot about this, yeah. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very uh, you know, amazing plant that helps people with addiction. And um, I'm not saying go get it, but I'm saying it does help people. Um, so... I have people on there that are like activists for this plant and they try to help people out and like, Oh yeah, this might help, you know? So, and there's other people that got clean from Kratom, Suboxone, Methadone, whatever. And that's not, people say that's not clean, but that's a, that's a crutch for them to get better. You know, it's not, it shouldn't be for maintenance medication because mm-hmm. people end up selling their medication or whatever. Like that's uncontrolled too, as well. You know, like yeah. that, that whole phase of it. But these things do help people get better, like Vivitrol and stuff. These things do help people get better if they want it. Mm-hmm. Um, if they don't want it, they're not going to get better. Right, and, right. And that's just that's just that you can't help somebody that doesn't want it. Yeah, um, of course, yeah. And my my doctor that I used to go to, she's uh, very educating, you know, and she I used to refer to my addiction as being clean. And she's, she tells me, like, you know, why do you refer to it as being clean? It's, it, it, you're not dirty, you know, it's, you're, you're not a dirty person. You're like, you should refer to it as being sober, you know, to be more comfortable. With yeah. More, it would, she said it would be, make it more acceptable to talk to people about. And once I did that, I really like got comfortable with myself. But because to up to a couple of months, I really didn't talk to nobody about my addiction. You know, I really, I really like stepped out of my shell, you know? Yeah. Um, And it was really amazing, you know, and I really want everybody else around me to, to try to help. You know, because, of course. like I said, my little sister, my mom, everybody went through it with me. Yeah. I just didn't go through it by myself. Everybody went through it with me, you know, and uh, it really, it really hurts everybody around you and it really bruises relationships. It oh, really, no doubt. Yeah. It, it really does. Um, you know, some relationships will never be the same. Um, but, you know, at the end of all this, it does make you a stronger person mm-hmm. and nothing can beat me down now. Um, I'm stronger than ever, you know, and. I'm going to do what I feel like, you know, I was here put to do and that's to educate people. And, uh, you know, some people ponder and they, they, you know, um, they just really sit on the idea of like, I'm an addict and they try to hide it, but if they embrace it, it would be better. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, you embrace what you've been through and you turn it into positive. I read a book when I was in jail by, uh, not Albert Einstein. Um, what's his name? The bike guy, uh, forgot his name he um but he had, he got testicular cancer lance armstrong he got oh to, yeah he got testicular cancer and uh he was uh 
you know, he was really down in the dumps for a little bit about that. Yeah. And, but he didn't take this, you know, testicular cancer and make it into a, you know, bad thing. He took it and made it into something positive and won the tour of France and all these different bike races. And oh yeah. There's really a, a quote in his book that stood out to me and it was make any obstacle an opportunity. Mm-hmm. So when I was sitting in jail, um, I really made that time. I learned a little bit of Spanish. I worked out and I really built my relationship with my girlfriend, you know? Um, and just from that, that little phrase, it really uh, turned my attitude differently. Like anything yeah. bad that happens in life, I tried to, see the good from it you know i tried to to just really see you know what can i get out of this that will turn good because every other time i would run to drugs that would just numb the pain yeah yeah and this is just totally different it really helped me wow good for you no that's fantastic well uh listen ernesto this has been great and uh before we wrap up anything else that you want uh, our listeners to know any information or Um, resources or anything yeah, if, if people are, uh, like I said, are struggling around Manchester, Nashua, or uh, any of the surrounding cities in New Hampshire, any city in New Hampshire, um, you can reach out to me on New Hampshire Recovery on Facebook. And, uh, you know, we can go from there, try to find some detox, some rehabs to get you in. Um, like I said, I do have help at uh, some local clinics in Nashua. And uh, like I said, the the safe stations are the best option. Mm. Those firefighters are doing a job that they don't have to do. They're there to put out fires, right. but they're saving lives in this epidemic as well. So embrace those firefighters. They're really trying to help. They're really trying to save your life. Um, I know when you're down and you know out in this addiction, it could really make you feel like you don't want to change and you don't you don't want to live. You know, basically, you you just don't want to live. And know that there's you know wherever you are, look out. It's really beautiful. Life is really beautiful out there. And uh, just know that it's one, take one step at a time, take it one day at a time and everything will be all right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great advice. And uh, uh, Ernesto, God bless what you're doing. I think it's great and uh, more power to you. Keep it up and uh, I encourage everybody uh, check out uh, New Hampshire recovery on Facebook. Thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And we'll have to, we'll have to have you back again uh, in the near future for an update on everything and how things are going. I appreciate it. Thank All you. right. Ernesto, Ernesto Lopez <laughs> from New Hampshire Recovery. Thank you so much. Thank and you. Uh, this has been Matt Connerton Unleashed. Thank you, Mike. IPMNation.com. Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. For me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required.